Hi, I'm Andrew Johnson, and this is my podcast, Growing Up Special. It's a podcast on growing up with a brother with a disability. It's a side of the story that isn't really told, because you always hear about the parents or the people themselves, but never from the siblings. Today's episode is basically an overview of a life with a brother with a disability. This will be split into three segments, the early years, high school, and post-high school. I have also done an interview with Joanna Piatic, who has grown up in similar circumstances. But before we get started, remember to head to the Growing Up Special Facebook page and give it a like and a share. Get those view counts going up. Also, head to my journalist page, Andrew Johnson, to see the stories that I'm currently writing. Time for the early years. Alex Cornelius Johnson was born on the 5th of October 1991 to our parents Bryce and Nikki Johnson. I was born just under two years later and would eventually become the middle child. Right from a young age, I never saw Alex as someone with a disability, rather as just my brother. He did everything everyone else did when he was a kid, so I never really saw him as anything different. We spent our time just like any other pair of siblings, playing in our backyard, having a ball, sometimes fighting, sometimes getting hurt, but hey, that's all just part of the fun, isn't it? It wasn't really till primary school that I really took note that Alex had a disability. Growing up in a house where it was never really mentioned, it was quite a shock to the system when I first heard anything about it from the other school kids. It wasn't anything particularly nasty. That came later. But still, it was weird to me to see him as anything different than my brother. He was seen as not normal. As a side, normal is my least favourite word. The way I said normal is such a subjective word, and no one in the world is normal. We all have our own individual quirks which make us different. I, for example, have an unhealthy obsession with sharks and cricket. For Alex, he just happens to have Down syndrome, as well as a disposition to be a performer. Going to a Catholic primary slash intermediate school, St. Joseph's School in Morrinsville, we were quite sheltered in terms of verbal abuse from people. No one treated him any different, especially my mates. I was never really treated any differently either, until about year 8. 13-year-olds are some of those brutal people you can meet. There's this almost condescending brutality in the way they speak. Fairly often I get told the same things about Alex. He's weird. He's not normal. He's different. And all I can remember thinking was, well, yeah, he's different. He's weird, but he's my brother. I wouldn't have him any other way. However, there was this one comment I got that has stuck with me for years. It was from a kid that went to a different school to me. He said, I couldn't live with having a retarded brother. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. It hurt me so much because he didn't know how awesome Alex was. It made me so angry through the sheer ignorance of the statement. Despite knowing how wrong his statements were, they got in my head. And this came to a head in high school. Now before I go on, I should tell you that most of the stuff I have said or will say are things I've never told my parents. That's more out of me being me and wanting to deal with stuff independently than anything. Though it was a bit of thinking my parents didn't need to hear this. They had enough going on without all the schoolyard crap. Now we have our interview of the week. This week I sat down and spoke to Joanna Piatic, a fellow student who's grown up in a similar circumstance. So tell me about your brother. My brother was born two years after me. And he was born with a brain damage due to lack of oxygen when my mother gave birth to my brother. Um, so he has grown up and he's now a mature grown up man <laughs> um, and he grew up with basically being um, behind 
thing and things. So, what was so like your experience growing up with them? I loved it. I know that sounds like a really strange thing to say. Um, I knew really early, because I was two years older than him, that he always had to take precedent. It was just something that happened. He also had a huge amount of allergies. He was allergic to everything, dust, eggs, chicken, strawberries, like fish. He was rushed to hospital several times. Um, so not only was he not, you know, like a normal child, he was also, uh, and I don't, I'm not saying using that word because that's, yeah. Um, but he was also really, really sick. So I early on knew that um, my brother was special and he needed more attention than I did because I clearly looked after myself and I could just get on with life, sort of. My mum always felt really guilty about that, actually. She thought that, um, you know, in hindsight, she says, oh, I just neglected you so much. And I'm like, well, no, I was fine. I had friends. I wasn't bullied. I had, you know, I had all my grey cells you know I don't know I was just fine so they just left me to it. So what difficulties were there growing up? I think the main ones were when people were not nice to him you know as when when we were really young and, and I suppose that actually carries through when you grow up and you're on the bus or you're on um, in the city and you know just always getting those looks. Well thanks for all that <laughs> it was really good really good. <laughs> Right, now on to high school. Now high school is a difficult period of time for anyone. However, for me, it gave me an opportunity to establish myself as my own person. Alex was part of the fantastic IHC unit at Hillcrest High School in Hamilton. I was just up the road at St John's College. I was finally by myself when nobody knew my background. Barely anyone at St John's knew I had a brother with a disability, which, as bad as this may sound, was a freeing feeling for me. I had no one looking at me judging me, making their own opinions on how I dealt with my brother. That's also another term I resented. It was never and will never be dealing with anything. It almost implies that it's a punishment having Alex the way he is. Very early on though, at high school, I was asked about my family by people and I told them. I didn't hold anything back. I have no secrets to hide, no skeletons in the closet. Then, even more than when I was at primary school, they gave me looks, offhand comments, again with the How do you deal with that? And the, oh, I wouldn't want that. Now it just frustrated me because I was getting these thoughts, these ideas, more and more. I started getting that thought to myself that maybe it would be easier without having to, well, to use their word, deal with them. I started getting jealous. Alex was jeering off to Australia. I was stuck in school with exams and people were talking down to me. I'm making this sound like everyone was saying these things, which is definitely not the case. I was surrounded by a fantastic group of mates. The bad things that were said were in the minority, but it still hurt. I became angsty. I didn't want to have contact with whatever Alex was doing. I didn't care. For want of a better term, I became a tosser. I didn't see how having a brother with a disability shaped who I am. I didn't see how much I'd learned because of him. How much I learned when going with Alex to his independence games and special olympics and meeting people just like him. I didn't appreciate him as a person. But then, as they do, things change. I stopped caring about what others said. I started to appreciate my brother more. I realized how privileged I was to have him as my brother. Through him, I met some amazing people who I never would have met without him. So to sum up, high school was rough. I went from being optimistic about setting myself apart to being resentful towards my brother to being appreciative of him. So yeah, a little bit of a roller coaster. And now we have our weekly spotlight on special needs news of the week.
that parliamentary inquiries heard there have been repeated incidents of severe shortcomings in the help for children with special needs such as autism. The Education and Science Select Committee is investigating how schools identify and assist children with dyslexia, dyspraxia and autism spectrum disorders. By Tuesday it had only heard a few of the submissions it had received, which total more than 400, but most depicted children and families struggling to get the help that they need. On a lighter note, Santa dropped by 12 Oaks Mall in Novi, Detroit on Steve Bachman's invitation to take some time for children with special needs on Sunday. It's a fundamental Christmas experience going to the mall and seeing Santa, said Steve Bachman, whose 17-year-old son Blake was diagnosed with autism as a youngster. It's more than a picture for the Christmas cards, he said. Now we have our final segment of the day post high school. After I graduated from high school, I decided to further my studies at the University of Waikato studying marketing and accounting. Alex, on the other hand, went flatting with his best friend Glenn Terry. We saw each other less often than before, which was both a good and a bad thing. It gave me an opportunity once again to re-establish myself and gave me time for my studies and my social life. However, I did miss hanging out with him an awful lot. Eventually, I took a part-time job driving Alex to and from his gym sessions as he trained for his Special Olympics powerlifting. I loved those drives. It was just half an hour to the gym and back, but we got to have real good chats. I was really happy about it. I have found that the older I get, the more I appreciate him and what he has given me. Then I moved down here, to the capital, wonderful windy Wellington. This in itself was probably the toughest decision I made, as I had become disillusioned with what I was studying and thought that maybe a change of scenery would do the trick. However, it would mean I wouldn't be able to spend much time with my family, being about an eight-hour drive away. It meant I wouldn't see Alex much either, which was tough to adapt to again. Both of us have thrived in my absence, though. Alex is competing in powerlifting for the Special Olympics and is on his way to being a global ambassador for Special Olympics New Zealand. I, on the other hand, have had a change in study currently studying journalism, and I could not be happier. It's given me a platform to talk about things I've gone through, just like this. So that's it for my first episode. Next week I'll be delving deeper into the things said to me about my brother, how I felt, and how I got through it. I also have an interview lined up with Virginia Fallon about her experiences with her disabled brother. So remember to give the page Growing Up Special a like and a share, and if you have any feedback, please leave a post on the page. I'd love to hear from you. So until next week, hide it up.